everyone. Welcome back to The Screenwriting Life. I'm Meg LaFoe. And I'm Lorianne McKenna. And it is the end of the year, which can be a time for reflection, assessment, and planning for the new year. Which is why today we're talking about giving ourselves permission to dream and maybe find some practical ways to do that. Yes, I'm very excited about this episode because I am actively in this right now, uh, trying to figure out uh, big things like what success means, what I want for the next year, what I want for my life, what things I need are, what things I want are, and how how I can um, make a plan and take steps to get there. Um, and it feels very swirly and scary and exciting all at the same time. But I definitely feel like all I want to do is hide under my covers and read instead of doing this stuff. Oh, me too. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Or I just want to sit in my bed in my jammies and watch movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the end of the year is this big pressure, like the New Year's resolution things in our culture. And like, it's a new year. There's this big financial delineation, right? Like taxes. It's, it's this huge marker and it feels like an end and a beginning. And I'm struggling against that because I don't want to think about it that way. I want to think about it as a continuation. I don't want to think like it's the end of the movie. I, I very much want to be at the beginning of act two or in act three. I don't want to be in act two at all. I don't think in you want to be theory. in act three. That would be close to the end of the life. Let's no, not do the that. Part, the part where I've learned the lesson and I'm putting it into action, that part of act three, where I'm like fired up, doing the thing, you know, I'm going to make it happy. And it's a it's a happy ending. That's where I want to be. Where I'm like actually doing the thing, which I know is actually the, the beginning of a I new know, act but, one. You know, Exactly. The end of act three yes. is the beginning of the next act one. Yes. Here we go. Inciting incident. Here it comes. I remember once I had something in my life that I literally was like, I, the first thing I thought of, it was so bad. And the first thing I thought of was, oh dear God, please let this be the end of act two. It cannot go down from here. Yes. It cannot. Yes. If this is the midpoint, I don't know what I'm to do. Screwed. Right. This is <laughs> this terrible. Is right. It's only I'm not in that place anymore, but I, I, I had a yeah. moment like that. So Lauren, yeah. what are you going to do or what are you thinking about doing or is there any practical way you're approaching? Because I hear you. Yeah. For sure, the end of the year starts to put a lot of pressure on this. But I also think it's good to do, it doesn't have to be the end of the year. It could be whenever. It's always mm -hmm. good to assess, wait, do I have in my life what I want? Am I on the path I want? If I'm not, what path do I want? And yeah. Or if I do, am I getting it? Am I on the path to getting it? I mean, I think it's good to think it through or talk it through with a friend. Um, yeah, I think it's easier, I think, than just thinking about it and stewing. But yes, talking about it with my friend, talking about it with my husband, talking about it in therapy. And what I'm really rolling around with right now is this idea of success and what what I've been told on my life success is and what I actually think success is. And then is success even important? because I have to bring it back to what is satisfying for me, right? I have to bring it all the way back, right? What do I want? Which is really hard. What do I want? Which is the constant question we ask ourselves when we're writing. What does my character want? And, um, and I mean, really want, like a goal. What is it I want to be actively engaged in and to be doing? And that's really hard to be asking myself those questions outside of, what does society expect of me? My ego, 
um, being a professional writer, having this podcast, all these big sort of definitions, these labels that I live in that make me feel comfortable and proud, right? I love being a professional writer. I love that that's a part of my life because it's something that I struggled with and denied and then lean into and finally achieved and then, but it's hard. So what, what am I actually wanting? And, and that piece is hard. And so, but I've had to really go back to like my 10 year old self. What did I want when I was 10 years old? What made me feel joy and happiness and, and sort of then looking through my life of when have I felt those joyful moments, those connection moments, thinking about when I'm an adult in different careers I've had. And as a writer and, you know, where is it fun? Cause I'm at the point of my life where I want it to be as much fun as it is hard. And so I'm really thinking about those moments and talking those through with people in my life, which is really helping me because I'm a verbal processor, as everyone knows on this podcast and who listens to it. And that's really where I am right now and sort of digging into those. Um, and it always comes down to the work, right? I want to be in a room. I want to be working with writers. I want to be creative. I want to be a part of that collective experience of contributing something. And so that's what I'm trying to focus on. Where can I find those sparks in my career as a professional writer, but in other areas of my life too? Because it can't just be, I'm a writer. And that's also what I'm struggling with. I can't just, that's not who I am. It's bigger than that. Me, I'm bigger than that. And those are sort of the things I'm struggling with. I mean, perhaps it's my age, where I am in my life, but the practical things I'm doing are asking really hard questions of myself. And talking it through to figure out what the hell I'm going to do <laughs> tomorrow or the next day other than just read. You have a dream. Yeah. I mean, we're if the topic of the show is permission to dream. Yeah. And giving, I think. So you're giving yourself permission to dream, meaning you're trying to articulate what the dream is. Yes. Yeah, so or I'm are you around in what the feeling is that I'm after, like what the dream is. Is it somebody else's version of success? Is it my version of I need stability in my life, right? In my life, I need, I want stability in my life. So part of my dream is to be doing something that creates some measure of stability because I don't need that. I want that. So what I'm dreaming about is trying on a bunch of different things. What does that look like? Where, which direction do I go in? Um, but I don't know that I am in the dreaming place yet, I feel like I'm still in the swirl of trying to figure out um, the options, I guess. And maybe that's not how I should be thinking about it. Maybe I should be like, what ifing really, really big. So maybe that's my next step is like, what ifing. But I also feel like I do need, I can't go from where I am to the massive what if. I need to be like, what are the steps to get there a little bit? For sure. You have to have the steps because yeah. If, what about you? And especially in this business, if we're waiting around for someone to come up yeah. at the drugstore counter and say, you're a star, you know, <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, all about the choices you're making. I don't mean you, I mean, anybody, right. Mm -hmm. um, well, especially when you're the dream is a creative pursuit. Um, I think it is even more tricky because it a creative pursuit steps will inevitably involve a interior personal growth it will involve cha personal challenges um and i'm not to say if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor they don't 
But the very act of doing what you're supposed to do, i.e. write, i.e. manifest, you know, it's uh, an emotional, spiritual, intellectual, full experience. Um, and now assessing it and taking blinders off to what you need to learn, the craft, you know, um, and then the business side of it and what it wants versus what you're creating. Does that mean you change your creation? I don't know, not necessarily, but maybe necessarily or getting more clear about what you as a writer. And again, I'm saying you, Lorian, not meaning you, meaning one, um, you know, because I think I'm lucky because I was a producer first. So I think that part of my brain and understanding the business was so developed uh, from all those years on the other side of the door uh, when the writer leaves, closing the door and all those conversations. And so that my brain had the opposite problem. It had to kind of let go of that in order to dream um, and try what really hard. Well, I, if once you kind of know how the business works, you, you it'll shut you down constantly. Um, you'll, you'll hear all those voices behind the door talking about you and your writing. Um, so in one ways that's bad because it stymies the manifestation and the work and limits it and can really cut it off and kill it. Um, so you have to step out of that and become naive again. The, the very act of making yourself naive enough to try again <laughs> to write something <laughs> is bonkers. Um, but at the same time, I also think it's a tool that I can pull out and really try to understand my work from that perspective and where it would therefore go or what it needs to live. So for example, if I have a passion project I, that I understand, well, if this was a period piece with men in war, I could probably get it set up. But given that it's a female perspective, without a lot of violence, <laughs> it's not going to be so hard. It's going to be much harder to get this set up. It just is. So what do I need? I need a producer who can package. I need a producer who has access to very big talent and understand that that's going to take time. Like, and what then what does that actor or talent need? It needs an incredible script in which they are the star that could win an Emmy or an Academy Award, depending on which place you're in. And what does that look like? How do you know my training and working with an actress? I kind of start to understand what that is. So all those layers start to help you manifest in the in the actual world. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying mm -hmm. in terms of sometimes? I guess what I'm saying is we have to have the dream. We have to have the beacon, as I call it, of where you want to go. And then it's really a lot of very specific work of many drafts, meeting people so that you get your web out. And by the way, it doesn't mean you have to be here in LA and meet people. I'm talking about just any people, understanding the genre you're in, all those things we talk about on the show just take time. So I just think there's very practical steps to also getting it. And the people that I've met who are um, successful using that word in quotes, I mean, let's just say they're pros, they're earning money doing the creative work they want to do. I, I haven't met one who isn't just a hustler in terms of, I don't mean being a liar. I mean, they hustle, they work mm -hmm. their butts off. So I just want to, I guess I'm trying to say that I'm in the place right now of, <laughs> I'm in the place right now of trying to also determine my dream and yet understanding the amount of work it takes to achieve the dream. Um, and I'm being very honest with myself about, do I want to do that work? 
do I, because if I don't, I shouldn't start because it's not like I said, a magic fairy is going to come and, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where I am too, right? Like there's a couple different paths I can take. Some have more resistance than others. And where I am in my life, realistically speaking, with my family, with my, you know, with the uh, responsibilities and expectations I put on myself and that I have, um, which path do I want to go down? And is the easier one a part of my dream? Like, how big can my dream go if I go down that path? And so I don't know if that makes sense, but do I get my dream if I go down the path of least resistance right now? And then that, and that's about as far as I get. And then I get stuck. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't think that growth or dreams or paths to dreams are like one foot in front of the other. To me, it's more like a swing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, manifestation yeah. is like a swing where you're jumping from swing to swing. And sometimes the momentum going back yeah. is just to get yeah. you get you enough momentum going back to now go forward. It's like if you, when you have children, you really do see them move back before they go forward. Mm -hmm. They really do. They'll start to walk and then fall down and start to crawl again. And you're like, oh my God, there must be something wrong with them. What's that called when they do the, they go backwards? They progress, right? So it doesn't even have to, right. But it doesn't always look like regression and it isn't always regression, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, if like you say the word stability, if, if stability is going to help you, right mm-hmm. right and be clear-headed then that swing which feels back mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a swing back because you need stability in order to have the space without the stress to dream and write and continue i'm just i'm not saying that you learning but using that as an example but mm-hmm. here's the trick and this is when i talk about the hustle because the trick is as you take that swing and you say, I need a job, I need stability. I, you know, I have a friend who she's trying to bartend and has like five jobs and she's realizing, no, I got to go back to the, the big heavy duty 12 hour a day job in order to have the stability to write. Cause I'm exhausted either way. Well, but that's fine. And I want her to do it and I'm going to help her. But if she doesn't write when she gets that big job, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. then that's the hustle. That right there is the thing. Like, it's, it's like, I can't tell you how many times I have either a friend of a friend or somehow been talking to somebody about their writing and offered to read. I would say two out of 10 people send me something. Two out of 10. Because they think they got their big break by talking to me. And what I say to them is, this is working. That's working. I like this. Now here's the work. Here's yep. that, what I'm talking about, that nitty gritty, put your nose to the grindstone, take the blinders off and the fear of not being able to do it, the o- the overwhelm that you're inevitably going to jump in because I just took you maybe t- a little bit further down the path than your brain even understands. And when you get in, it all goes wonky. I understand that it happens to me too, but the people who w- stayed on the path and work through the wonkiness. That, you know what I mean? Like work through the, I don't understand. This whole thing went, this whole story went backwards. How many times at Pixar did we have the conversation? Holy shit. This whole thing went backwards. Oh, yeah. I mean, every, every project. had acronyms to define that. (laughs) Multiple times, multiple times. And it can be very late in the process where you're like, oh my God, we have to go all the way back to the thing we did in screening too. Holy shit. Like, that swing back is part of any creative process. And I feel like 
or that nitty gritty work, that push through work is so important to the word, to going towards a dream. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that permission to dream also is going to have to come with some chutzpah to do the work. And I think that um, it's okay that my dreams are changing. It's that they're not less than they're different. It's okay that part of my dream is stability, right? Personal, emotional, psychological, financial stability. And that I don't have to worry about defending that. And that my beacon can be something that I want to do creatively, but that also gives me these other things in my life that I want. Um, You know, my beacon used to be build an empire, right? Like I want my, I want all these TV shows on the air that I've created, that other people created with me, that when you hear my name, you know, I'm associated with that show, you know exactly what it is, right? And I realized that I, obviously I still, I would love that. And maybe I can still have that, but I have to work on steps to get there in a much different way. I can't just have this big dream. I actually now have to plot it out. Like you're saying, I need to figure out the path I'm going to follow to hustle myself into that place. Yeah. And it's everyday hustle and it's hustle yeah. when it goes backwards and it's hustle when you fail and it's hustle when you don't want to do it anymore and mm-hmm. you still sit down and do it. And it's funny because like my dream is like this kind of like when I think about your questions of what brings me joy and when do I get lost in time? Yes. Often writing does that. Not all the time though. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, not all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> a, a lot of the time it's what? not joyful at all, uh, at all. It's not joyful at all. I hate it. Uh, uh, I'm not lost in time because I'm banging my head against a wall. I feel like a failure, blah, 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 blah. I'll list it, right? There are those days, right? Um, And we put those funny memes on the TSL Facebook site to remind people everybody has these days. But I so for me, the beacon cannot cannot be it used to be Pix working at Pixar, which is a very clear job. Um, But I think my beacon is changing a little bit to uh, giving to people in terms of uh, illumination sounds too arrogant on my part. I don't mean like, oh, I can illuminate people. I mean more like uh, connecting with stories and giving an experience to people. Um, now, to do that, you have to have a lot of craft, of, of course. But but that that could be in a big way, like let's say with Inside Out 2, right? Like that's going to go ripple across the world. I don't ultimately know what the end product will be. You never do as a writer. Um, but you hope, right, that the what we all started out with uh, will now ripple uh, and what we wanted to say and what we wanted to illuminate about the human condition, I think is a better way for me to say it, um, which all comes from my own truths, my own authenticity, my own fucked up right? I guess that is my calling is I want everyone to feel okay with their fucked up and to see the sacredness of their fucked up and the beauty of their fucked up um, and that that is actually what makes you human and what we all connect through the fucked up um, and and if I, you know, I can do that through storytelling and that can be giant, like Inside Out 2. It can also be small, like this passion project that I do not know if anybody's going to buy. And yet I'm deciding, okay, I've, I have, I've decided to go ahead and do it anyways. Uh, honestly, it's been sitting for years because the voice in my head of nobody wants this, it's going to pass. I cannot take the heartbreak of people passing. Somebody once told me sometimes you can't act until the pain of not acting is worse than your anticipated pain of acting. 
And I'm kind of getting that way with the passion project. I've been avoiding it, I think, unconsciously and being very, very busy, right? Busyness is the highest form of laziness sometimes. I've been very, very busy so that I have an excuse to not do my passion project because I'm so afraid of people rejecting it. And then it'll die. And I don't want it to die. So as long as I think about it and have it bubbling over here, it lives. But that is it's not- Schrodinger's project, yes. right? <laughs> but it's it's so not worth it anymore. And I'm lucky that I have a producer who literally is like, I'm going to kill you if you don't start doing this. I love it. And she just came to me with this passionate uh, reason to the world needs it right now. Um, so to me, that becomes the beacon is, okay, I'm going to be brave and let this thing die if it's going to die. I'm going to, I have two passion projects that I'm going to go out with and uh, they're going to die. And then what? But you know what? Or- or they're not going to die. Or right? they're not going to die. And Actually, I have hard. three. I'm realizing this, you guys, as I talk. I have three of them. I have one that's written and really almost ready to go. And one that's a first draft and one that's just been in research. And I think that's got to become my beacon is being brave mm-hmm. enough to let them go mm-hmm. if they it's don't. So painful. If they don't live. Um but I think that's the work of an artist, right? Like I have to try. And I think being a writer, especially of film and TV is especially hard because if I was a painter, at least I'd have a painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nobody can deny it manifests, right? But our job, like nobody will ever see it. It'll never live. And yeah. yet that has to be. Um, so just to go back to my original thought, I have to be brave enough to do that in all forms, passion projects, putting it out into the world. But I'm also, you guys, to be practical, I have to take jobs. I have to take jobs that um, stretch me still. Um, I still see myself and my emotion and my uh, the fucked upness that I'm talking about inside those projects, because if they're not, I don't know how to write them. Um, But they're jobs. They have to be. I have to take jobs because I have to live. My passion projects aren't going to get me squat, probably potentially. So I guess I'm trying to take it and it's teaching. I'd last thing I want to say is teaching is another way doing our Patreon, which is going to become something much bigger in the spring and be do with our workshops. And, you know, for, to to work on that is part of my calling. It's part of my beacon because it is now trying to help others and their fucked upness in their writing. (laughs) Like I love it. I love finding something to unlock. Hmm? Embrace your fucked upness. New Embrace merch. your fucked upness. That's our new merch. Uh, Live it. I don't, Live your <laughs> fucked upness. I guess yeah. I'm trying to make my beacon that uh, yeah. instead of win Academy Award or I mean, plus yeah. maybe we all want that, I, but you know, I think that's why I'm reevaluating my empire thing, like the empire thing, or you know, being a big time showrunner with like that four hundred million dollar deal, which I don't even know what happens anymore. But like that for me became a symbol of success. But then I have to think like, well, what would I be getting out of that? And it's like working with other writers, developing other writers, getting a chance to work with brilliant people to help me with my ideas. And so if it's that's what I'm looking for, that's what I have to be doing now. Right. Yes, so like, you can manifest that now. Like yeah. I know that you and I have been lonely in our houses. Yes. So we yes. just rented an office together because yes. we're like, we are too lonely uh, yes. and it's not helping us. It's not, yeah. we got to get out of our house and away from all the yeah. shit in our house. So, so like, it, you so have to manifest you, it at every detail right now. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about too. So the beacon is this big thing that like, 
I can say I want an empire. I want to be like Shonda Rhimes, right? Like people in the world outside of this industry and in it can say like, oh, that's success, right? But then like, what am I looking for inside that? And then how can I manifest that now? But also Meg, what you were talking about is that bravery. Your beacon is bravery to be able to withstand the loss of a project. That's courage, right? That That is also a beacon. So like, what am I trying to, that's part of the dream in terms of how can I uh, live my fucked up at this, but also challenge myself to push through it, right? Not, not change it or anything, but like, what is it that I need to do? Meg, you need to be brave. It's really hard when you work so hard on a project and then it doesn't move forward. And then these characters are still there and they pop up every once in a while. And then especially when you see characters like yours on TV or in a movie and you're like, oh, I have their stepsister in a script, right? Like I, I can feel the connection with that character with one of my characters. And um, so like, I think that's what I, I need to work on in my beacon in terms of, well, then what do I need to do in order to find that connection and you know, the reason we got that office because I kept saying, I need an office, I need an office. And you were like, I need an office. Like we kept saying it until it finally like it was inevitable, right? So it was like this thing, this feeling we had and then what the idea we had to solve But I want to say, this is a great example. It is inevitable, but only because you go through all the fucking pain in the ass phone calls and yeah. phone calls that don't get returned. And the no, and the and no, see, and, and the no, and then this is too yeah. expensive. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to be in a box in the middle of a building with no windows. I can't do it. I'm claustrophobic. This place doesn't work. That place doesn't work. Driving in the rain, getting depressed. This isn't going to work. Shit, we have to start over. Blah, 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 blah. Until you're like, oh, no, this might work. Oh, my God. Can we make this work? Could we do this? And suddenly you make it work. And we'll see. We'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's not inevitable in a way that isn't from the effort. Like, uh, it's still, it, that is just the way to manifest anything. It's it the does. surprising and inevitable ending, right? That's the, and it was right, inevitable. But boy, there's a lot of work through work. act two. There's a yeah. lot of work through act two. So you know, I, yeah. And I need to figure out, like, yours is the courage to face rejection, honestly, right? Or well, the what rejection of, of these stories in a way yes. where I feel that the theme, the women of these stories have come to me and I don't want to let them down, which is my, you know, big yeah. thing in my life. I don't want to let them down and not have the talent to get the story forward or whatever. That's crazy thing in my head. Um, you know, Jeff, I, I thought it would be good for you to jump in, too, because, you know, you had such a big manifestation this year. And talk about somebody who went through everything we're talking about, the nitty gritty, got to get down there, hustle, like you did it all. Jack of all trades, you manifested something out of your guts, uh, like magic. So what's your kind of sense for permission to dream next year? Yeah, you're catching me at a weird time, right? Because the movie came out like three weeks ago and I'm like, now what? <laughs> you know, I, I think right now, to be honest, hearing you, Meg, talk about like the scary thing about the dream is knowing all the hard work it takes to get there. That's kind of just to be transparent on the show, because we do that. That's kind of how I'm feeling of like, do I even want to do this again? You know, like, <laughs> no, it's, it's so true. like I did it. I got the movie sold. It's on Apple. It's getting write ups. I like did a big, huge thing that I've always dreamed of. And I'm kind of like, and it was really hard and costly and painful. 
And like, do I want to do that again? And right now, like, I'm not convinced the answer is yes, which is crazy. This is why you hide under your covers and read. Right. Because you need yeah. that, like, it's too, it's, too yeah. it's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon, Jack. And you're still doing it, right? You're, like, yeah. You're, and there's writing. still more rollouts of it and everything. Yeah. And- but I'm kind of, to be honest, Lori, and yes, but I sort of like have been using that as an excuse of like, well, the next territory. And I really am at the point where like the ch- the book is pretty much closed on the movie. It lived. People are still watching it, but like it doesn't need me anymore. And I think I've been using the excuse of the movie needing me for like way too long and I haven't been writing because of it. And um, yeah, but yeah. sometimes you can't write right away after yeah. because. I do think Lorian's right that it's still in you. It's still processing. The whole experience has to process and move out. I mean, a lot of times crew who are on a very long movie have a mourning process, right? Because that family disperses now and you'll never have that experience again. So it is an interesting, you know, listen, you and I, Jeff, did a whole show about (laughs) this process for me with Sondheim and how Sondheim helped me, uh, you know, move forward. Um, to look forward, right? But it, sometimes you're just tired. I'm very interested, Jeff, um, as you go forward, we're going to have to keep checking in because I'm going to bet that the little spark of creativity or some character is going to come knocking on the door and you will forget just enough. It's good. It's actually, I've been- <laughs> To do it again. I've been kind of working on like, <laughs> this is crazy, but I've been thinking about this idea for like a very kind of traditional hour long network medical drama, which is like insane, but I've been having a lot of fun. And it's, this was from years ago. And I literally, I stumbled upon a shitty draft of it that I had written and I was like, Oh wait, this is fun. And I kind of like that there are guardrails on it. Like I have comps I can look at. So I feel like it's like a very <laughs> small dip in the toe. I'm like, who? good, good. I'm also like, who is interested after watching this like earnest indie dramedy I did of being like, do you think he has any hour long network medical dramas? But at least you never know. You never yeah, but know. you know what? But sometimes that is going to be the stepping stone to the next thing. For sure. Yeah. Or it's such a good idea that they will like you don't know. And you do have some, you know, some uh, what's that word where you have you have the. You have, yeah, you like, you have the props because you did do this. Like they have to take you seriously. You did, you did make a movie for God's sake. A little, yeah. It's interesting, Lauren, hearing you talk about like that tension between like the dream and like the yearning for stability. We can keep this on the show or not, but I have a friend who talks about sometimes our business really over glamorizes like the poor struggling artist and like the incredible grit that it takes to, like eventually they made it and they had one dollar in their bank account. And we love that story, but I have a friend who's an actor. I don't love that story. Not I, at all. No. And but I also think <laughs> like people out of the industry love to use that as a way to like kind of glamorize challenge in a way that I think can be a little toxic. And I have a friend who is an actor and auditions all the time and works, but also like loves being like the head of admin for his catering company and likes having his four day week, nine to five and some stability. And he's like, I feel like some of my actor friends look down on me because I'm not like living in a tent on the 405 struggling like they are. And I think there can be some toxicity around that too. So I want to challenge our audience that like, if you are someone who does have that nine to five instability and also that dream don't don't let the voices of saying you're only successful if you did it because you were living in your car pull you off track. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it was an interesting point of view. Yeah, it, does. Oh, it totally does. And it's what I was talking about at the top of the show in terms of like 
the social pressure to conform to what success is, right? Like I make a living as a professional writer, but sometimes I make a lot of money and sometimes I make any money. And that is challenging. So I have, I'm trying to figure out like, how can I create some, a little more stability there and still be a writer. And you know, it's not, this isn't just writing. Anytime you have an art, you're an artist. I mean, my husband, as well as being an amazing filmmaker and writer and and I have to say all those passion projects he's going to do with me. Um, you know, he's an artist, he's a, he's a painter and, you know, he gets into shows and galleries and, um, there was one big, huge, huge show he got into. And, uh, boy, those artists were all talking about this. This is what they were talking about. They were talking about the literal physical cost of it, the cost of of selling, the cost of the promoting, the cost of, well, I made all this and now it's just sitting in my house. Who cares? Um, that it's some, It is very much an artistic ex- questioning and, and experience. And certainly in the in the olden days, they had sponsors and people who, who helped pay those artists to help Michelangelo be Michelangelo. Um, I, we don't have that in America, unfortunately. Um, the arts. We need a patron. I want to live in a we little need garret. The um, I mean, I think there are patrons, of course. I think, uh, and there's companies who are patrons, and but for for most of us, it's it is just uh, you have to have that that hustle. I think the way I find the hustle every time since the beginning, and again, maybe this is because I was a producer and I was a producer for Jodie Foster. So Jodie was never the context was never what movie can we get made. You know, what movie will get the biggest box office? What movie will have the biggest stars in it? What movie will get us the most power? That was never the context. The context always was what movie feels authentic? What movie is about the human condition? What movie has something to say? Um, And so I think I've internalized that and taken it forward so that I always get that hustle and fighting for the, the stories. And I do need to get that hustle for these passion projects. But with that bravery... Right. Um, and, and I'm pretty good. Once I get in, I'm, I'm a bit of a dog with a bone. And I always have this sense of, well, you're a do- you, you should you should you shouldn't pass on this because it's so good. <laughs> I do right. have that piece in me, but I yeah, have to get right. on the horse before I can feel that because I just mostly feel vulnerable. But it's so vulnerable. I guess that's the word um, to dream is to feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That is part of dreaming. It, it, there's an aspect of vulnerability in the very act of dreaming. Um, and now add in that you're an artist and, and to be an artist is to be vulnerable. Um, and so, and a warrior, you have to be both to be a dreamer. You have to be a warrior and vulnerable. I think Um, that's it exactly that it's not just a dream. It's not just a puffy idea you have in the sky, like some clouds. It is an activation. Uh, and you have to, the desperation, there's no place for desperation in a dream. Right. There's because when you're a warrior, when you're going through. Well, I think there's desperate. There's a lot of desperation. But that's part of my (laughs) that's part of my dream is that I want to be making choices out of knowing, out of strength. I don't want to be choice the choices. I don't want to be compromised, compromising myself or um, my vision or my dream. And I desperation to me feels like, oh my God, I'm just desperate to get something done. I don't want to be in that position. And that's what I mean by um, stability. I want to be able to choose. I want to be able to be thoughtful. I want to be able to, this is the project I want to make. Um, And I don't want to make that other project because it gets me something. And we talk about this all the time on the show, right? Making choices just to 
I'll just need to work on something. I have to believe in it in some way that it has to have meaning. Um, and that's my big dream, right? And I know I'm always in the hustle and I'm always doing things, but I want to be making choices. I want to be an active character in terms of making my dream a reality. And um, I think what I need to do just in terms of this show and us chatting is I am going to focus on my dream as um, the work right now. I need to be focused on the work. What is it I want for my next project? And that I'm getting satisfaction out of that. And that for me will be stability in order for me to be able to allow myself to dream bigger. Um, but right now I feel this last year with the strike and because it was a rough fucking year, especially with the strike and the actor strike and well won and well fought. And I am so proud to be a part of the action and the deal that we got. But it was fucking hard. And I know I'm not the only one who feels this way and sort of reconnecting to that, that dreamer part of me means I have to just take it one step at a time right now. I am focused on this one project I have that I'm pitching in January and developing a couple of others. And then, yeah, it's one step at a time right now for me, because if I start to dream too big, I get uh, super overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. That's never going to happen, right? That then I start to feel desperate and trapped and freaked out. But if I can focus on these pitches I have coming up on the work I need to do. Well, the beacon can be something that you can achieve right now, right? Like yes. I said, for me, it's yes. trying to express the fucked upness of people and how beautiful yeah. it is. I can do that right now. Like I can yes. do that with the projects I'm working on. Um, And then meaning the beacon to me and the dream doesn't have to be uh, financial fame, power control. I I, I don't know like that those external beacons, social things, yeah, external social things. I don't know that those. No, I'm not going to say they don't work, but I think they're a little bit out of the realm of, of yeah. the sacred journey that we're talking about. Yes. Um, I also want to talk to emerging writers who might be like, "Oh my God, this is such a downer." Um, <laughs> it's not though. It's I mean I I think it's asking the questions about what what makes you feel like you have meaning, you have value and how you can share that for me. Right. And that it's really investing. And what you love and what you love about yes. writing and the stories you love to write, because that is what keeps you buoyant through this, through the waves is the love of that genre or the love of that um, character you wrote, or, you know, that really will be the thing that keeps your head above water. Because again, any art is going to take on the waves and the challenges um, and I think there's another side for people, some people who I've spoken to, they feel like they have done the work, they've written many drafts, they have many scripts, and they feel like they're not breaking through. And what, you know, should I give up? Like, is this dream, was it a fool's errand, right? And, um, I, you know, no one, I can never know someone else's life. I hope that writing all those drafts gave them something um, creatively in their life. And as an artist, again, I don't, I don't, let's not judge um, what something has to be. If it touched one person, it, that might've been its sacred duty um, to come forward and do that. But I understand still the dream to be a, a paid writer um, out in this uh, chopper that we're in. Um, and I would say, instead of giving up, sometimes you can ask, and I've asked myself this many times, is this is the dream still the right one? Um, is it still what I want to do? Is it still, have I actually taken the path to get it? So let's just use an example. You want to run a TV show. Well, that path is being going into rooms and that path is taking the hard knocks of 
trying to get in those rooms and writing the samples to get in those rooms. And there might be compromise involved because it ain't your show. And your job is to write like that writer. And your job is to do all the research and then hand it over to them to have the fun part. And your job, like there are knocks um, and that you learn, which because what you're actually learning is how to run a show and how a room works and and watch your showrunner deal with the studio and watch them how they handle notes. And um, and I, I agree that the Writers Guild needed to fight for that kind of uh, work, you know, because some people dream, well, I'm going to write a pilot and it's going to become a show and I'll show run it. And it's always like, well, let's, but there is a sense of reality that you do need to have, which is if you don't have any chops, if you don't, can't show them, I'm a playwright who's put on my own plays, at least something that you could handle that they're not going to hand you a hundred million dollars to go make a show because it doesn't make any sense. And you shouldn't want them to, by the way, uh, because wow, that's a lot to take on. That jumps um, a little bit hard. I just want to say to everyone, that's a <laughs> little bit challenging, even for people who've been in rooms. And it's, have it's a tremendous amount of skill set that you have to have. Um, and so at the very best, they're going to hand you a showrunner to work with you and you pray and that that's somebody who will keep you involved. They might say you have consultation, which means they'll send you the scripts they're going to do. Um, you know, so it, it's, People think that facing that kind of reality um, is to dissuade the dream. And I'm just telling you, it's the opposite. That if you truly, truly want that dream, you're going to have to face the reality of that dream and prepare yourself and make good choices towards getting it. Maybe, um, And if you're thinking right now, but I can't go to LA and be in a room, that, okay, that's, I get that, that's legit. But maybe your samples, they're gonna ask you to move to LA because they like your samples so much, right? Or maybe you're older and that's not part of your dream. Well then know that they, is it enough for you that they might take your pilot idea and do it on their on their own? And and how could you, you know, the hustle in you has to be like, okay, but how could I be in the room? What could I say that will not make this showrunner feel comfortable that I'm not going to undermine them? And blah, blah, blah. you know, there's just realities too. I, I like to face the realities. I like to face the challenge and then scheme how I'm going to get around it. How am I going to have plan A, B, C, and D? I'm an A, B, C, and D planner. I'll tell you. Um, so that the dream can be practical and manifest, it has steps to get there. Um, and and it's funny because I'm talking about this because we've had some questions on the Facebook page and in Patreon that these things have come up with some um, newer writers. I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I'm starting to say, I, I got to stop being practical. I got to start just saying, I'm going to be brave and put this out in the world and see what happens. So it is a balancing act. It is a balance. Maybe that's act. the dream, right? Yours is that bravery piece. And mine is owning my shit and not being afraid of my own brilliance. The only other thing I want to talk about is I think it can be easy for us to have a sense that like achieving this big dream is the thing that will make us whole. But I also want to challenge our audience to remember that like, you need to be a whole person. You need to be working on being a whole person every day, independent of your dreams. Cause like with this movie, it it went pretty well. Like, I feel like in terms of what we spent, how it did, like it went in probably the 95th percentile of how it could have gone. And I'm still the same fucked up version of myself. I was in college and in high you school. You have all the fucked upness. It has yes, still remained. Yeah, achieving your dreams doesn't transform you. No. It so, doesn't all of a sudden make you enlightened. It just gets you to the next place. You. Exactly. It yeah. grows you. It does. It does. I mean, I, I got my dream. I got to go work at Pixar and I got to be on a movie with Pete Doctor, who's a genius. And 
and have impact. It does change you in terms of, but it doesn't change their fucked upness. It right. doesn't heal you. Right. If you're looking for healing, it doesn't fix you. No. Right. If you're looking you to be think fixed, it's gonna fix you. If you're yeah. looking for your worth to be validated, I mean, of course, your worth gets validated because in reviews or whatever. But then the next movie, it's a complete opposite, and it doesn't matter. Like it just like it doesn't. But having gone through the experience of 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 the of the challenges and the ups and the downs. It does change you in that you know you did it and you know you can do it and it doesn't kill you and your movie didn't kill you, Jeff. And right, right. and you know, you know, some part of you knows you can do it. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want to do it right now, but you some part of you knows that you can. And that that knowledge that you can do it does put a base under you. It's nice. For, for future choices. And by the way, I, you don't have to wait for someone to walk up and give you a chance to build that base. You can do it right now. Every script you're writing, every time you get notes and have to go back and rewrite, if you're making short films, if you're taking class, whatever you're doing, that is starting, that's building the base. That is building that base so that when you're making choices, you do know that you can do it. You did a show, Lorian. You know that you can do it. I think it's, yes, I can do it. And I want to do it again. But it's focusing on what parts of it I loved, felt good about, and not necessarily focusing on those negative parts, but investigating the negative parts in terms of uh, whose advice can I ask? What could I do better? Investigating that myself instead of dwelling on those parts of as failure, right? Because in every job, there's always going to be the parts where yeah, you're in like, every oh, job, oh. You're, I wish I yes. would have. But that's yes. just that survival instinct yes. kicking in and trying to remind you of yes. all the stuff. I think that Dream is such a funny word, isn't it? Um, yes, it feels. It is a verb in a way, like it but feels it is a like, verb. It is a yes. verb. It isn't. Yes. It, you know, it it you can have a dream, but it may be better to think about that you are dreaming right now. The dream is happening right now, even for Jeff, who's tired, and it's. But the seed <laughs> is in there. I know the seed of the next dream is in there, um, even in those in between stages. And if you're feeling tired about the dream, that's okay too. That's a process. It's time to look at it and think about it and. Your your choice. Do you want to continue to dream that dream? And if you do, then look at the. I, I'm sorry, you got to start looking at the practical, and that might mean you've got a blind spot. If you've written a lot of scripts, if you got a blind spot, who can you find to help you to, uh, with that blind spot? Um, or if you're like me and you're on the other side, and it can be a broader dream. It can be a what do you want to to ripple out into the world, however that form that takes. Mm-hmm. And my dream is really giving myself permission to look three feet in front of me right now. Yeah. I have a goal and that is what I'm going for. And that is what I'm focusing my energy on. And I have other dreams and bigger dreams, but I really need to focus. That to me feels stable. That to me feels a, a, like a goal. I can dream this. Um, and then yeah, sometimes we'll you happens. just gotta, sometimes yes. you just gotta look at the next step and that's yeah. all bird by bird, as they say, right? By bird. Um, yeah. Which is hard for my brain. Cause I want to be like big dreams, crazy. And it's like, not today, not right now. That's okay. Yeah. Jeff, so, any final word? I was just thinking, um, there's something about like, I almost like the idea that we can make our dream just continuing to wake up every day and. I know this is, sounds redundant, but like giving ourselves the permission to keep dreaming. Like I like the idea that the dream is the verb and not the noun because it's yeah. like, because there's something scary about this entity that's floating far away that you may or may not achieve. Whereas like, I do love the idea that like, 
I think the dream is waking up every day, having your coffee and believing that you have, again, the permission and space to do the verb version of dreaming. And that means writing and working. So, well, and I think that's why we started this whole podcast to start with, because we wanted people to feel the support to wake up every day and dream and write. Um, it's why we started the Facebook page for people to come and ask their questions and have support so that, and talk about their dreams there and, and celebrate when their dreams are starting to manifest there. And we're with you when the dream, it doesn't happen and, and you get disappointed. And I'm very excited for where the Patreon's going to go, because that's where we can get in with you and get our, and really more specifically help you with where you are um, and your dreams. And I'm really looking forward to that in terms of what we can do there in terms of supporting this active dreaming and, not just we aren't giving you the permission, but helping you give yourself permission uh, to go for it in a practical way. I can't help it. I have to say it. I, I want That's... you to be practical so you can get your dream. We're trying to help you be practical so you can get there. That is one of the first things that we did together, Meg. You were like, what's your beacon? What do you want? And it, for me, it was run my own TV show. And this was years and years ago. And you were like, OK, great. What's the first thing you need to do? write a script, write another script, get experience. Like we had, it was a whole map, right? And then eventually I did get to run my own show and none of those steps worked out the way that we'd mapped it out. But in following that map, I eventually got there, right? The map adjusts, but um, I just remember that it struck me like, oh, this That's is how great. you get That's great. That gives me an idea. We should do that on the Patreon. We should have mm -hmm. a more career map mm -hmm. Um uh, session mm -hmm. over there. Yeah. Let's do that. that would and it's be like fun. step by step. Okay. What do you, what can you do People today? People can ask and say, here's my dream. Here's what yeah. I'm dreaming. Here's what I did. And we can help them try to figure that out. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, this was so helpful. I, um, yeah, I think the idea that it's not a straight line, but it's a swing. I love that too. No, it's I not just good. jump off the swing. I get going really, really high. And then I just, <laughs> just go and then hustle back to the swing. Exactly. <laughs> and I land somewhere. Yeah. You got to land on the next swing. Yeah. You land yeah. It's like those guys on Venice Beach with the rings, right? I guys mm -hmm. and girls. I mean guys like non-gender, like they We're the not. peeps on the on the swings and on the yes. rings in, in Venice yeah. Beach. Maybe we'll put that on the Facebook page so we can show everybody what we're talking about. And remember, you are not alone and keep writing and dreaming. <laughs>